This is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately pumping. Begins, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see a full house and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing. So really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. Pompey's game with the railway men last weekend may have been called off at the last minute, but the Blues are still firmly on track. They travelled to Shrewsbury midweek and came back with yet another victory. Packet to drive into the box, turning one way then the other, then lays it off for Thompson to hit, and Thompson scores! A brilliant goal from Lewis Thompson, his first for Portsmouth, rolled back into his path on the edge of the area, and he has sent a wonderful shot high into the net. Shrewsbury 1, Portsmouth 2. We'll be hearing from Tuesday's match winner on tonight's show. Did well to get back to 1 1. I think the red card does change the game, but I think it was justified, so I think it was an important win for us. That's three on the spin now and hopefully start building some momentum. Stick around to hear what Louis Thompson had to say after the full time whistle at New Meadow, as well as the pre match thoughts of the Pompey head coach. With three home games coming up in the space of a week, Danny Cowley has laid down his target and where he wants to see his side come the end of this upcoming trilogy of home fixtures. We're three unbeaten, three wins. By the end of this week, we want to be six unbeaten. We've got full reaction tonight to the midweek win at Shrewsbury, as well as a look ahead to tomorrow's match against Fleetwood Town at PO4. Right here on the only radio station from our great waterfront city, this is the Football Hour on Express FM. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to yet another instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. You can visit stagecoachbus.com to find out the latest information on fares, timetables and route updates in your area as well. Stagecoach Across the South serving the South Coast and Hampshire uh, all year long. Okay, on tonight's show, I've got two more Pompey fans waiting in the wings to deliver full reaction to Tuesday's victory at Shrewsbury. We'll also be previewing tomorrow's visit of Fleetwood Town to Fratton Park. The first of three home games back-to-back for Pompey coming up in the space of just seven days. And as per usual, Pompey fans, we want to hear from you back home this evening between now and seven o'clock. All the usual ways, 81400 is the number to text. Start your messages with the word express. Email Pompey at expressfm.com. Tweet using at expressfm. Or you can find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Get in touch tonight with your pre-match score predictions. Let us know who you think should be starting tomorrow at PO4. Who do you want to see on that uh, team sheet that Danny Cowley names around about 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon with Joe Morrell back from suspension? Does he walk straight back into the starting eleven, Or should Danny Cowley keep with the winning formula that has seen nine points returned from a possible nine in the last three matches? Get in touch between now and 7 o'clock. Myself, Henry Deacon and Sam Carter look forward to reading through those and, of course, providing our reaction to your messages this evening. However, before we bring those two into the conversation, before we start uh, our own discussion here on the show this evening, we're going to remind ourselves of how Pompey made it free in free. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Ninety minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is. You want to believe it? Pompey live. We are just about ready to get this one on underway. Down by the corner flag. Lee Romeo on his backside breaks into the penalty area. Danger for Portsmouth here. Loose ball on the edge, and it's cleared off the line by Raggett. Great defending. It was Pennington's shot that was going in corner. This one is under the crossbar and headed into the net. Mizuno couldn't get there. Simple corner, sent underneath the bar. 
Portsmouth are behind on the road. It's Shrewsbury 1, Portsmouth now. Facing the box, Pompey have possession. Now Curtis trying to stand it up into the middle. Raggett's there. Morosi's punch is not great. Hume plays it back goalwards and it's into the net. And then the flag goes up because O'Brien has touched it, has he? No. Referee says goal. Pompey going to play on with Leahy on the ground as they're entitled to. Here's Curtis to come over halfway. And Curtis is sent flying to the ground and that's going to be a yellow card. It's a red. It's a red card for a foul on Curtis. And Shrewsbury are down to ten men. And it's all started because Leahy has given the ball away after believing he'd been fouled. The free kick not coming. Pompey carried on. And Shrewsbury in the heat of the moment have done something incredibly rash. They are down to ten men with the score at 1-1. Leahy to cross into the penalty area. Decent delivery. Header from Hurst is wide. Oh, how's he not scored there? Still 1-1. On the right, Tunner clips the ball in. It's helped on loose in the six-yard box and Shrewsbury clear. Back it to drive into the box. Turning one way than the other. Then lays it off for Thompson to hit. And Thompson scores! A brilliant goal from Lewis Thompson. His first for Portsmouth. Roll back into his path on the end of the area. And he has sent a wonderful shot. down the line and that is the final action of the second half and Portsmouth have ground out a 2-1 victory against the 10 men of Shrewsbury Town thanks to Louis Thompson's late goal a 2-1 win for Portsmouth Every second of the action is right here Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars the highlights there from uh, Tuesday night's uh, 2-1 victory away to Shrewsbury Town at New Meadow. Aidan O'Brien credited with the equaliser with Louis Thompson securing all three points on the 84th minute. Let's take a look at some of the other results uh, from the division uh, on Tuesday night. Then a full fixture list in League One. Cambridge United were 2-0 victors over Plymouth Argyle. Charlton Athletic, uh, they lost 2-0 at home to the MK Don. It was finished. Crew Alexandra nil, Oxford United one, Doncaster two, Accrington Stanley nil, Gillingham nil, AFC Wimbledon nil, Ipswich Town nil, Cheltenham Town nil, Rotherham two, Morecambe nil, Sunderland one, Burton Albion one, Wickham Wanderers one, Wigan Athletic three, and Bolton Wanderers three, Lincoln City one, and of course that game at New Meadow finishing Shrewsbury Town one, Pompey two. Looking at the Skybet League One table, then at the top. Rotherham United are top uh, with 72 points. They've played 33 matches, so 13 games remaining. They're already on 72 points this season are Rotherham United. Wigan are six points behind the leaders with two games in hand. Uh, Still right on the toes of Rotherham are Wigan. And then in the playoffs, it reads MK Dons in third, Oxford United in fourth, Plymouth and Sunderland in fifth and sixth, respectively. Wickham are seventh and are currently uh, on a winless run of six games. Sheffield Wednesday eighth, Ipswich ninth, Bolton tenth and Pompey down in 11th with 47 points, nine points behind the top six with three games in hand on Sunderland who occupy sixth. So it's getting very, very close. The door's not quite wide open for the Blues, but certainly a jar for Danny Cowley's side. Still time, still potential to get a, a top six finish for Pompey this season. Do let us know if you think the Blues can get it. Looking at the bottom of the table, Crew are bottom six defeats in a row. They're 24th with 22 points. Gillingham, Doncaster and Morecambe make up the remaining relegation zone. OK, looking at the guests for this evening's show, and I'm... Afraid to say, we've got Henry Deacon joining us. Henry, how are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you found anyone else, did you? So you had to, you're stuck with me, yeah, unfortunately. Scraping at the bottom of a barrel, I'm afraid. So just, yeah, picking up whoever I could find at BM earlier today. Hey, Henry. Yeah, I mean, again, I'd scraped <laughs> to the bottom of a barrel to go there, so the feelings were suffocated. All jokes aside, great to hear from you, uh, Henry. You were here in the studio on Tuesday night. You were on a bit of producing duties, actually, for Pompey Live. So you managed to, to watch the game, listen to the game. You, your understanding of how it all went down. A good three points for Pompey. It may not have been the most entertaining of matches. It may not have been the most convincing of performances from the Blues. But it's three points and it's three wins in a row. Yeah, first and foremost, I'm glad I didn't crash the station off air. May I put that? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely result over performance. I think if you actually analyse the, the performance, it wasn't great at times, but Pompey are finding ways to win matches in, diff in different ways. You don't have to play well every week to get three points. You grind your, you grind your way to victory sometimes, and sometimes you need that little bit of, of quality, which Louis Thompson showed, to, you know, in the second half. Um, like I say, it was a dogged game. And, and look, when, whenever you play a Steve Cultural team, you know exactly what you're going to be in for. It's never going to be a pretty watch. It's always going to be a bit bad-blooded. It's always going to be a bit temperamental at times. And sometimes it, it, it's about mindset, perhaps over quality sometimes, to get three points against against the Steve Cottrell team. So, you know, I think, yeah, the performance wasn't exactly great. But, look, the result is a results-based business. Pompey got the result. And, and they're showing over the last few weeks. And we spoke about it a couple, um, couple of months ago when we did a couple of Pompey live games together, that when this team goes on a winning run, it finds ways to win matches in different ways. It can have a convincing style about it, but it can also grind out results in games that could go the other way. Yeah. Henry, thank you. We'll come back to you in just a few moments, mate. Welcoming uh, my other guest for this evening. It is uh, the magnificent Sam Carter sat alongside me in the studio this evening. Sam, great to see you. Great to hear from you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jake. Always lovely to be here, mate. Three wins in a row then, mm. Sam. And on Tuesday night, you could say limbs at New Meadow. That's yeah. the kind of that's the way you want to see Pompey win, especially if you're travelling to Shrewsbury, uh, Shrewsbury Town on Tuesday night after what happened on Saturday. 84th minute from Louis Thompson, a fantastic finish as well. Yeah, classic Pompey, isn't it? Knock you down, knock you down, and then, you know, just as you think there's no hope, and a cracker from Louis Thompson gets us out of jail. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good win to have, a bit of a stark contrast to Saturday's, well, not last Saturday, but <laughs> a while back, Saturday's game against Doncaster, where, you know, a lot more emphatic with it. But, you know, it, it, each win has, each of those wins has its real positives to it, and, and to get scenes like that at the, at the in the last few minutes is brilliant. And, yeah, it was, it was a well well deserved really I mean obviously with them going down to 10 so early it was it was going to be a, a tough ask for them to get anything out of the game And but equally it was going to be tough for us because they're always going to sit back and try and get that point so yeah no a, a good a good win do you think, Henry, that, you know, because Pompey had to wait so long for that game to be played, or for their next fixture to be played, of course, before Tuesday night's win at Shrewsbury, uh, was that win, the 4-0 victory over Doncaster Rovers 10 days prior at Fratton Park with that game at Crewe called off. Do you think that somewhat played in the mindset of the Pompey players? I know it, you know, it's all a bit of a mood point now. We've got the three points, we've got the win. But do you think that would have played on their minds a little bit? Possibly, I think nowadays it's a bit of a double-edged sword. I think when you're living in, in in the kind of era that we're in, where games can be called off left, right, and centre, if that's whether whether that's COVID, whether that's other things. I think the modern day players kind of got to get used to that sort of disruption midway through the season, and perhaps sometimes got to get going after having a cold period where they're perhaps not as match sharp as they would be if they're playing week in week out. And that obviously would have come into account on Tuesday night. Um, look, as well, motions would have won high from Saturday because you get yourself in that match zone to, to to play against crew and it gets called off right at the last minute and you get yourself up for something that's that's not happened and then you've got to go back to the well again and that's something that's easier said than done. So, yeah, I mean, credit where credit's due. As I say, I think when, you, when you're in the circumstances that they've been in the last few days, and of course, you know, there would have been some danger about the game the game on Tuesday being postponed. We saw the pictures on Monday of Shrewsbury Town Centre and all the rest of it. And even though publicly no player will ever, ever say this, they will look at weather forecasts and they'll look at conditions and they'll look at things and think, are we playing, are we not playing? And that can be a little anxiety that goes into your head but credit where credit's due turned up the pitch was absolutely immaculate and then the players get into a default anyway once they turn up and you know when it when it's game day and it's game time they, they get themselves in the zone and uh yeah they, yeah i mean i'd say it, it's, it's one of those things now that modern day players got to kind of deal with yeah and full credit as well to shrewsbury town sam they had their match at new meadow called off with morecambe uh, on saturday it was the same day pompey had the game at crew called off due to a waterlogged pitch and they managed to turn that pitch around in three days they had flooding all across uh, shrewsbury town center the whole town was pretty much underwater mm. apart from the football stadium and yeah as henry mentioned there the pitch looked immaculate yeah exactly i mean it's it's pretty crazy how you can look at cruise pitch and see that what that was like and then see shrewsbury all the whole of the town under water and then they get their pitch like that but you know fair play to them they they managed to do it and 
well, we're happy with it as well. We got three points, so yeah, brilliant. OK, before we come back to Henry and Sam on this evening's show, we're going to hear the post-match thoughts uh, of the uh, match winner from Tuesday night. Here is uh, Louis Thompson with Andy Moon. Congratulations. How does it feel to uh, have scored your first goal to be a winner? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a strange feeling. I don't score that many, so it was nice to, um, nice to score today, but especially pleased with the three points. Um, I think that was a big win for us. It was tough at times for us today, so we found a way and I think that was important. Yeah, you had to be patient in that second half because it didn't always look like it was going to come. No, it was one of them games where I think we had chances. Um, I think if you take one, I think we can really put them to the sword. But as the game was on a little bit and you you start missing a few, it it kind of builds that anxiety. So it turned into a great win for us. Talk us through the goal because it looked more you kind of stroked the ball rather than really kind of absolutely went hell for leather to it. Yeah, the lads are bantering me about my shooting ability. So I was caught in a bit two minds really whether to cross it or whether to shoot. Um, I just tried to get good contact and luckily for me it dropped into net. Do you know as soon as you hit it, it was going in? No, not at all. Not at all. I thought I had under hit it, if anything. Um, so I think I was a bit fortunate, but take them as they come. Is it relief as much as anything when you've had to wait 40-odd minutes of the second half with them down to 10 men to get that? Yeah, definitely. We started the game in a bit of a difficult patch as well. And I think we did well to get back to 1-1. I think the red card does change the game, but I think it was justified. So, like I say, I think it was an important win for us. That's three on the spin now and hopefully start building some momentum. Yeah, do you feel that you're starting to get there with that momentum? Yeah, I think so. I think wins naturally build momentum. And I think this one on the road, especially what happened at Crewe, it was nice to get that. So it's important we recover now and then we've got another big game ready to go on Saturday. Next few weeks, well, probably from now to the rest of the season, it's going to be a bit hectic for what, what is quite a small squad. Yeah, it's a funny one. I think the squad we have, we're full of quality. Um, so anyone can drop in there as we need. I think when you're winning games, you want them to come thick and fast. So, yeah, bring them on. The lads are ready and we've just got to go and show what we're about. The thoughts of Louis Thompson following the full-time whistle on Tuesday night. Henry, we, we've already mentioned with Sam about what an incredible finish that was to, to secure the three points. And in a match like that against... 10 men of, of Shrewsbury. It was a difficult game. You know, they're fighting at the wrong end of the table this season. It was never going to be an easy match to try and contend with. But Louis Thompson, who's been one of the star performers of the last few weeks, you needed a moment of magic from a player like him to come up and, and secure the three points. As we mentioned, it may not have been the most convincing of performances, but sometimes you've got to win ugly. you got to win ugly. And, and then in, in those sorts of games, you just need that one more moment of quality or that one more moment of magic, however you want to call it, to, to kind of get you get you out of jail is probably a harsh way of describing it, but to kind of secure the win. And that was exactly what he did. And the, the finish was absolutely superb. And, and you know, in a season, you, you need that one moment just to spark you into life and to get that three points that can kind of change the complexity of your season. And that was exactly what he did. As you say, it's one of those, it's one of those games that could have easily petered out to be a a 1-1 draw, which neither side could have scored. And it needed that moment of quality, needed that moment of magic to to kind of break that that stalemate. And, and that was exactly what Louis did. Brilliant strike. Absolutely brilliant. He may, he, he may not strike one better than that in his in his career, but I could tell you one thing. That's that's going in the end of the season show. You might see it on an Instagram story sometime <laughs> soon. Absolutely. Cracking finish uh, from Louis Thompson on Tuesday night. Okay, when we return, we'll be taking a closer look into tomorrow's match with Fleetwood Town and we'll hear the pre-match thoughts of the gaffer who was really pleased to see his side finally defeat a team which had gone down to 10 men in a match. It's the third time this season that we've played against 10 men. The other two times we weren't quite able to break Sheffield Wednesday or Cambridge United down so it was fantastic that we were able to do that in the end. Stay where you are and join us again very soon for the continuation of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome once again to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South and you can download their app right now from the Apple app and Google Play Store. This evening I'm joined alongside Over the White Line presenter Henry Deacon as well as uh, Sam Carter, Pompey fan and uh, head of social media at Gosport Borough Football Club. Have I, have I got that right, Sam? Is it, is it head of social media? Is it, I know mean, there's a lot more that you do with the, with the club. <laughs> Not just it's, social media. The technical but term is head of media. Head of media, sorry. Uh, Gosport, they're in action tomorrow, actually. Sam. Yeah, they are. Away to Beacon, Beaconsfield, Beaconsfield. Not actually sure. I should probably learn how to pronounce that one. But yeah, um, uh, Wade game tomorrow. But uh, yeah, um, should be a good, entertaining yeah. game. I know Henry probably covered a lot of it on on over the white line in midweek, Sam. But quite a few 
big games that have just happened for Gosport as well mm. and quite a few big games coming up as well in terms of the hunt for promotion this season is it is it still on? Yeah, it's it's very much still on. We've fallen down to sixth as a result of other games, just one place out of the playoff places. But unbeaten in six, um, yeah, really good crowds at Privet recently. Um, so backing the boys really well, and the, the, they're playing, they're, they're showing that on the pitch and playing really well. So yeah, whilst that's hope still there, they'll they'll keep playing for it. Yeah. Okay, Henry, let's go back to to Pompey Matters then, of course. On Tuesday night, Pompey, they found themselves a goal behind on the 14th minute, a very early goal from Shrewsbury Town. We'll start off in in chronological order to be events of that game. Quite an eventful uh, opening 45 minutes it was. Shrewsbury taking the lead, as I said, on the 14th minute. Luke Leahy uh, nodded in a corner. Uh, delivered a fantastic delivery from Elliot Bennett from the far right-hand side. and A decent header as well. A case of Pompey just falling asleep at the back there. Yeah, and it's it's the sort of things that you need to iron out as a team. Uh, it's something that we've spoken about o- over the last few weeks. And maybe that's being a bit hypercritical because, you know, it, it's a team that's kept 14, 15 clean sheets in League One this season. So... It's probably the one defensive downfall we can probably talk about is sometimes switching off at the at the key moments, and that's something I'm sure that will would have been addressed at the team meeting, whether that had been yesterday, whether that had been today, ahead of the game against Fleetwood tomorrow. And look, it, it goes about saying when, when you go one nil down early on, it puts yourself on the back foot. It, it makes yourself come out and play, um, and, and sometimes can leave you a bit open on the counter Maybe not so much against a, a Steve Cottrell team who won the lapper more unhappy just to sit back and protect what they've got but as I say it, it, you, you never want to concede early on because it just means no. you, you're forever chasing it's an awful position to be in 81400 is the number to text this evening if you want to get involved uh, Blues fans you can tweet us at ExpressFM email into Pompey at ExpressFM.com or you can find us on Facebook as well Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live Adam Swift on the email says a Pompey a one trick pony two goals but struggled with creativity without the classy Michael Jacobs which was Kenny Jackett's signing against 10 men a massive total turnover by Cowley leaving a team no better than Kenny Jackett's I still struggle to see much higher than a 10th place finish lots of work for the summer the opinion of Alan in South Sea San Carter big question for you there <laughs> is this current crop of players any better than the, the, the one that Kenny Jackett left after his dismissal last March it's a tough one because I guess you could argue what we finished was it 8th last season um, obviously we're currently in 11th we've got games to play of course so that can change but, um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to look at it as how we finish um, in the table. That is the main thing. I think give it till then. Um, you've got to say as well, this is the first year of the Cowleys and that was the fourth year of Jacket. He had time to build his whole squad. This one is obviously just what they've been able to do at the moment. But, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're questions that I think I don't want to give an answer to until no. really we've got a bit of a whole season of context there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another tweet in here from Stefan Mazlitsky. He says, don't think you guys are giving enough praise to Aidan O'Brien for somehow getting on two balls in front of the net in two games, listening in from a warm and sunny California morning, living the life. Stefan Mazlitsky, thank you for getting in touch. Thank you for listening all the way from sunny California this evening or this morning uh, in your case. And actually, Stefan, we were going to talk about Aidan (laughs) O'Brien. Don't worry. We've got plenty of discussion about Aidan O'Brien coming. But um, we're going to work our way towards that. Because there was a 10-minute period, Henry, where I think the game changed and, and, and really got turned on its head. Now, the 22nd minute, Shrewsbury were forced into making a sub. David Davis had to come off, and he was replaced by Tyrese Fauna. Uh, Davis went down. He, he looked in agony, let off his horrible yelp. Didn't sound too good, didn't look too great either. He hobbled off with what looked like a, an injury sustained to his right ankle. And David Davis, a really key player for Shrewsbury Town, having to come off. That was one of three um, turning points that I've got noted down within a 10-minute period. But we'll, we'll start off with that one. That was a, a huge blow for Steve Cottrell's side. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to lose your, your marksman, your, your, your key player. I can't say I, I saw that 
that incident itself, as all, as you know, I was on um, producer duty, so I was jotting things down and doing things as I went. So I didn't see that one too much. So I don't want to want to overly comment on, on the incident itself. But looking at, at the way they they played after that, you can tell they lost someone. Uh, they, they lost a big player and someone that that kind of influences the way they play. Um, and and these and that when you're a side like Shrewsbury, and this is not being disrespectful to them one bit, but a team like that has possibly one or two uh, playmakers that can that can make things happen. And if you lose one of them to injury, you can you can almost look lost as a team to a certain extent. And and I think especially after they just scored as well, you could tell it's kind of sucked the life out of them, and it kind of gave kind of gave Pompey that impetus to to kind of catch a second win and then try and get themselves back on level terms. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, work our way through the game a little bit more there, uh, now than uh, Sam. But ten minutes after that Shrewsbury goal, they looked to be really in the ascendancy. Pompey completely on the back foot, not really alive to any of the, the first or second balls. But on the 29th minute, uh, again, an another turning point in the match. Aidan O'Brien, Stefan, here is your moment. Aidan O'Brien, uh, he claimed the goal, and I think he will claim the goal, as his second in as many games. It, Louis Thompson actually made the goal showing great persistency on that right hand side to keep the ball in play uh, and at his feet as well coming under quite a few challenges in the penalty box in the end it was Denton Hume he had an effort toward goal Sam it was quite a weak one mm. Aidan O'Brien got a touch on it I think <laughs> he'll claim it <laughs> yeah he got something on it I know that um, Mark Imbarosi in the Shrewsbury goal scrambled it off a line the linesman flagged furiously and indicated that the ball had gone over. And, and really, from that point onwards, it was game on. But talking about Aidan O'Brien, if, if he does get credited with that goal, 2-2 two two for him, he's really making a case for himself. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Um, I mean, wow, he was kind of written off by the Sunderland fans that, that, that sort of when we signed him and... You know, I mean, wasn't much of an optimistic signing. The, the, the same Sunderland fans well, who claimed yeah. that the second coming of Jermaine Defoe was mm. going to save their season. And the same Sunderland fans that also wrote off Denver Hume as well. Mm. So yeah, we're, we're sensing a pattern there. But mm. um, yeah, he, he was he was kind of almost a bit of an anticlimactic signing in the end. Um, no fault of his own. No discredit to his ability at all. Just the way things turned out. But if if he carries on with this scoring form, one one every mm. game, then he'll be brilliant. But yeah, he offers something a little different that um, I think we have lacked this season. Um, a big physical presence up there and, and, and I think really that can bring out other players around him a lot more as well um, when you've got that kind of focal point up there that you know takes the big centre half to one side and wins headers against him that that can free up a lot more space for the players around him and, and I, I, I do think that he, he could be turn out to be a very good signing for us that is the same Sunderland who are winless in six <laughs> since the arrival of Jermaine Defoe who hasn't scored yet Aidan yeah. O'Brien's got two with a little asterisk next to it. And the same Sunderland that wanted their manager gone yeah. when they were second in the league. And he has gone. And where are we now? Sixth. <laughs> Denver Hume's come to Pompey. And we're loving him. Anyway. Anyway. It's not the Sunderland hour. <laughs> it's the Pompey football hour. Henry, we mentioned there Pompey equalising on the 29th minute. But two minutes later, uh, a straight red card for Josh Vella. He went straight through Ronan Curtis. It looked like quite a reactionary challenge to a, a previous tackle, which the ref deemed legal at the time. A surprising decision, I thought. But I've looked back at the replay. Josh Vella, he was very late. He went in from behind. And really, the referee had no choice but to send him off. And for an hour of the game plus injury time, Shrewsbury down to 10 men. That was there for Pompey to try and, you know, that was really Pompey's game to win from that point forward. Agreed. Just going back to Sunderland, I've only just defrosted from that trip <laughs> up there. God, that was freezing um, up, up there in the press box. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the red card, I mean, I think I kind of agree with you. I think at, at first we were, I mean, you can tell in Andy Moon's commentary as well, I think we were a bit surprised that the red card um, was given, but I think when you, when you slow it down and you get the aid and the benefits of the replay and and look, we're we're very quick to be critical of referees at times, but I think you've got to be, I think you've got to give him all the praise in the world there. You know, first time he got it bang on, spot on, correct. His positioning was good as well. Um, so the full praise to the referee for for making what was in the end the correct decision. Um, it's a weird one with a team like Shrewsbury because we mentioned, didn't we, before? If a team like Shrewsbury go one nil up, then they'll just stay compact and they'll defend and they'll just keep a tight line and they'll push more men back and. In some ways, playing a team like that with, with ten men is 
is probably one of one of the toughest tasks because you just know exactly what they're going to do. They're just going to put nine men behind the ball and they're going to try and uh, contain and hang on to what they got, whether that's three points or the solitary point. Mm. Um, so that that makes it hard for, for Pompey then with an hour to to kind of break down a team that's going to be so stubborn and and resolute in defence. Um, but obviously we'll talk about the, the equaliser shortly. But they, they managed to do it in the end and it took that little bit of quality to to break down what was a, a stubborn Shrewsbury defence through the kitchen sink. Pompey were knocking on that door for the final 15 minutes of that first half. A couple of good chances uh, coming their way as well. Marlon Romeo and Denver Hume at the centre. Really have quite a lot of them. Denver Hume, you mentioned already, Sam, having another fantastic game mm. in a Pompey shirt. It was level pegging at half-time, but a half-time sub uh, made by Danny Cowley, uh, quite a bold one. Marcus Harness coming on for Hayden Carter, an attacker for a defender. Don't think that was any bearing as to you know, the game that Hayden Carter had, but more of a just... A really go for it attitude for Danny Cowley. Yeah, I mean, wow. I think you look at the way we do set up, and and you've got to say it's it's not defensive as such, but it's it's more it, it, to to eradicate any you know potential attack really. Uh, it, it, basically, that's saying defensive. But you know, when when we've got f- three or five at the back, however you want to view it, um, that's going to be that way. So when the opposition's down to ten men, it gives you a, a lot more license to uh, to go a bit more attacking and and as henry said like a team like uh, shrewsbury are gonna sit back and and they're going to try and protect that point so well when they're down to 10 men well maybe even with 11 men but um yeah so chucking marcus harness on that like like he did is is, is a very clever decision to be honest and, and, and it it paid off yeah, absolutely. 65th minute, Aidan O'Brien, the equaliser. Uh, he came off for Tyler Walker. Henry, is that just a case of you know, an, an experienced name in Aidan O'Brien recently coming into the team? Do you think that's just a case of maybe he's not quite ready to fulfil a full 90 minutes as of yet? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Danny Carl is one of those managers that's very pragmatic about what time he gives his players. And, and look, Aidan O'Brien was, was a deadline day signing. Uh, wouldn't have had as much time around the boys as perhaps Tyler has. And you know, integrate him in, in slowly into the team. But one thing he has done is, when called upon and relied upon, and when given the opportunities, my God, is he is he taken them and 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 fair play to him. And that's that's the show of a real marksman. Is uh, you may not get many opportunities, you may not get many minutes at times, but when you get that one chance, that one opportunity, or that little sniff, then you go and you make the most of it. If you give him an inch, you'll take a mile. And yeah, the, the impact he's had in, in, the, in the two games we've seen from him so far has been nothing short of, of remarkable and, and fair play to him because uh, I think we, we, we've said, and we all see, and we need someone that can come up in those clutch moments and, and come up with the goals or provide that body in the penalty area. And, it, and he looks like he looks like the one that, that could do that. And it, it could turn out to be an absolute masterstroke from, from Danny Carley's perspective. And maybe them up north may not be too happy. <laughs> uh George Hurst had an, a number of chances on Tuesday night to, to get a goal. Sam, quite a few headers, a couple straight at Marco Morosi, a couple went wide of the mark as well. But, OK, not on the score sheet, but a player getting himself in the, in the right places, getting the right opportunities mm. as a striker. It's where you want him to be, using his height, using his strength. Just the only thing he was lacking on Tuesday night was putting the, goal, uh, putting the ball into the back of the net. Yeah. Do you think that was a good performance from George Hurst? Or would you potentially see that as an opportunity for him to come out the side, well, it, it's hard because I, I, you haven't. We haven't seen what Tyler Walker can really do yet. We haven't really got the best out of him. Um, George Hurst is obviously, he's, like you said, he's getting in the areas for those chances, but he's not converting them. And 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 when he is playing as a number nine, that that's a very important thing to do. But you know, I mean, if we if we are winning and we are playing better as a result of him getting those chances and him putting his way about and playing his game, then you know, I mean, maybe maybe he is an in- integral part of the the team that we 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 don't realise. But if if he's not taking the chances, then there's only so much patience you can give him. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll come on to talk about the uh, final 10 minutes of the match on Tuesday night. And of course, we'll be discussing uh, that winner from Louis Thompson in a a little bit more detail. We'll also be talking about the potential team selection headache for Danny Cowley uh, for tomorrow's visit of Shrewsbury at Fleetwood Town. I'm not playing Shrewsbury again, are we? Um, With Joe Burrell back from suspension, Louis Thompson uh, playing uh, potentially the form of his Pompey career so far. Ryan Tunnicliffe back in the team as well. Aidan O'Brien, two goals in two games. George Hurst, should he be dropped? Should he remain in the team? Would you like to see Danny Cowley change it up a bit or should he stick with the winning formula? Do get your messages into the panel between now and 7 o'clock. Just over 20 minutes to do so. 81400 is our text number. You can start those with the word express. Email Pompey at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm if you're on Twitter or you can visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Before we do go to our second and our final break of the show this evening, we're going to hear the pre-match thoughts of Blues head coach Danny Cowley. He spoke to Max Swatton at the Pompey training ground yesterday afternoon and he was first asked how good it felt to get the three points in midweek. Yeah, really important three points in our season. It's always good to win. I think three on the spin now for us in what is a very, very competitive division. Um, so there's a lot to be pleased about. I think the great thing for us is we were able to win and, and, and also learn. So we took we took a lot away from the game. Um, good to, to, you know, it's the third time this season that we've played against 10 men. The other two times we weren't quite able to break Sheffield Wednesday down or, or Cambridge United down. So it was fantastic that we were able to do that in the end. And yeah, like I said, we, t- we took a lot of learning from it and, and hopefully that will hold us in, in good stead moving forward. Like you said, it's three wins on the spin. How can you carry that good momentum into Saturday? Well, I think the great thing for us now is, you know, to, to win against Shrewsbury. And, you, you know, when you look at their home form, particularly against the teams around the top, they've, they've won a lot, lot, lot of games at home this season. Um, and you can see why, because they're a really defensively well-organised team and very difficult to break down. Um, so to get three points in, in that game has set us up really nicely for this week. And, you know, for us to have three home games at Fratton Park is, is fantastic. We, we love playing at home. Um, we love playing playing in front of our supporters, and you know we know that we've, we're, we're, we're there three times this week, and we really need need them to, to to drive our energy and drive our intensity. I think we play a Fleetwood team who um, have had a twenty day break themselves, um, so they'll be they'll be fresh, um, and that will provide a challenge for us because obviously we we played played on Tuesday night. We we really need our supporters to, to get right behind us and, and drive the energy and the intensity because you know this is this is how we want to play the game. Yeah, you alluded to it there. Three home games in a week. How important is it to make the most of that opportunity? Definitely. You know, for for us, we are we're three unbeaten, um, three wins. By the end of this week, we want to be six unbeaten, and you know. What's really difficult in this division is to is to start a run and get a run going. Once you get a run going, then we need to make sure we cap- capitalise. And I see this as a, a pivotal week in our season. Joe Morrell is back available for selection. How does he fit into your plans? Well, it's great to have Joe back because obviously we've been so short in in that area. I think Louis Thompson has done a done a brilliant job for us. Um, playing slightly deeper than probably his, his natural position. It's great also to get Ryan Tunnicliffe back on, on Tuesday night and to get him through 90 minutes. It was probably a perfect game for Ryan in the way that it panned out. We didn't anticipate the 90 minutes for Ryan, but but he, um, he he felt good. And because we had an awful lot of the ball, I think nearly 600 passes on 600 passes and 40 crosses on on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, physically it didn't take as much out of us as maybe we we anticipated it would. Um, and, and Ryan's one of those players that you want to keep on the pitch when you have a lot of the ball because he he uses it so intelligently. Um, so no, it was it was a real positive to for in, in terms of Louis and, and and Ryan's performance and to bring Joe and, and add Joe to to that midfield area is going to be really important in what is going to be a, a very busy week. Are there any other injury updates? No, I think we come through pretty clear on Tuesday, which was which was important and, and much needed. Um, as we know, we're a really small group. The games are coming thick and fast. We've got a really busy schedule now and we're going to need everybody to, to contribute and everybody to play their part. And I think the, the great thing for us, we are a small group, but everybody really feels valued within that group and the, we're tight-knit and you know the, the relationships are growing by the day and this is really important if you want to be a successful team. The thoughts there of Danny Cowley ahead of tomorrow's match. The three of us here will be taking a closer look into that one shortly and we'll also take a closer dive into the key names and numbers behind this weekend's challenge when the Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7.
Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour, which is supported this season by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you across the South and through Hampshire with a minimum of fuss. Uh, Sam Carter, we heard from Danny Cowley before the break, speaking ahead of tomorrow's match with Fleetwood Town. And like refer- referencing back to, uh, to Tuesday's win over Shrewsbury, of, of course, very pleased with that one. Mm. He mentions the fact that obviously Shrewsbury were down to 10 men. Is it tougher to take on a side with 10 men? Now, obviously, technically, it shouldn't be. <laughs> we spoke about this before yeah. we came on air as well. But, you know, Cowley referenced with him in an interview that we've played against Sheffield Wednesday and Cambridge United this season in the league, where they've gone down to 10 men. But Pompey mm. have been unable to secure that win. We finally got that on Tuesday night. Is that a psychological thing? I think it's got to be. Danny even said that you know physically it's taken less of a toll on his players. You've got more of a, more of a um, more of the ball. Um, and as he said, there was a lot of passes. I, I looked at our last few games, and, and I think we surpassed our pass totals by almost about 150 to 200 in the other games. We had, we, as you said uh, before as well, we, we finished on 72 percent possession. We had the whole of the whole of the ball, but. Uh, and it's, it's also going back to what Henry said earlier that, that Shrewsbury defended for their lives and that's what teams will do when they're down to 10 men they will turn their game plan into 10 men behind the ball well sorry nine, well yeah if you include the keeper <laughs> yeah. um, 10 men behind the ball um, so I guess it's one of those you know like you said like technically it, it really shouldn't be but in some ways it, it can be you go from facing a defensive line of four, five, six players to the whole team yeah. so yeah also picking up on something Danny Cowley mentioned within that interview, Henry, talking about Tuesday's game, and the fact that, as Sam mentioned there, didn't really take too much out of his team uh, from a physical perspective. That's got to be a good sign, if anything. Yeah, well, yeah, that, well, obviously it should be a, it should be a good <laughs> I'm sign. I'm glad he hasn't come out and said, you know, his side are completely knackered and can't <laughs> play tomorrow, but yeah. But then that could be mind games, Jake, couldn't it? You, you never know. Um yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, mentally, you you wonder what that's taken out of you because those those sorts of games, as as, as a player, and I've spoken to players about those types of games before on buses afterwards, it can take it out of you mentally, and sometimes you just need that that day off the next day to completely switch off and then go again on Thursday, and that might have been what they what they've done in between that and Fleetwood on Saturday. Um, sometimes you know the physicality doesn't take it out of you. Sometimes it can be the mental side that, that takes it out of you. But then you come back from that and try and refresh and, and go again on Saturday. Now we mentioned, of course, didn't we? The ten day break that's probably helped as well in in some respects. Obviously, they didn't want the break, but sometimes it can. Sometimes they can be blessing in disguises at times. But you know, as, as I say, you know, midweek win, and when you win a game like that, you want to get back to the hall straight away. And, and the fact they've got a game straight away on Saturday, they'd be more than happy with. Absolutely. Okay, for the final time tonight, going to remind you of how you can get in touch with the show between now and 7 o'clock, just over 10 minutes to do so. We've got a couple more uh, emails coming in as well. We'll rebos out in a few moments' time. 81400 is the number to text. Start your messages with the word express and include your name at the end of those as well. You can email into Pompey at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm if you are on Twitter, or you can find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We'll be back with Henry and Sam in just a few minutes. But first, let's gather a bit more information on tomorrow's opponents at Fratton Park. And it's Fleetwood Town who will be looking to prevent Pompey from making it four wins from four. A third consecutive league victory for Pompey in midweek ensured that Danny Cowley's side remained firmly in the hunt for a playoff spot. Next up, the first of three back-to-back home games, Fleetwood Town, the opponents for this one. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Tuesday night's win at Shrewsbury secured the Blues three points away from home in the league for the first time since November the 27th, when Michael Jacobs scored the only goal of the game as Gillingham were defeated 1-0 at Priestfield. Since then, Pompey have found victories few and far between, but they're on a bit of a run now, with the gap to the top six getting tantalisingly smaller. If they want to keep their promotion hopes alive, though, they'll have to ensure there's no margin for error over the course of the final 15 games, starting off with a visit of Fleetwood Town. Manager. Former Celtic, Southampton and Blackpool defender Stephen Craney is now the man in charge of the Cod Army. The Glaswegian took over the side from the Fylde Coast on December 21st, almost a month after the club parted ways with Simon Grayson following a successful period as caretaker boss. Fleetwood were victorious in two of their opening three matches under the guidance of Craney, 
but have since gone six games without a win. The 40-year-old is contracted until the end of the season and will without a doubt be fighting tooth and nail to keep his side in the division and earn a new deal in the summer. One to watch. Look out for Fleetwood's number three, Danny Andrew at Fratton Park this weekend. The 31-year-old plays at left-back but is the club's second leading scorer, having netted six league goals since the start of the campaign. Andrew has also registered six assists. He started every league match and contributed to over a quarter of the team's goals. Don't forget to also be mindful of former Blues forward Ellis Harrison, who departed PO4 last month to sign for the Cod Army. The Welshman has bagged two goals in eight appearances for Fleetwood and will be the player wearing the number nine shirt this weekend. Top scorer. 23-year-old Gerard Garner is currently Fleetwood's leading scorer in the league, having found the back of the net seven times this season. Garner came through the academy at Fleetwood but was born in Liverpool. Since signing his first professional deal in 2017, he has made 40 league appearances and scored 10 goals. Over the course of his four and a half years at the club so far, Garner has experienced four loan spells in non-league, representing Southport, Bamber Bridge, FC United of Manchester and Gateshead. Current form. A run of six games without a win has left Fleetwood looking over their shoulder at the relegation zone. Four draws sandwiched between two defeats lately means that Stephen Craney's side are now 19th in the table on 32 points, just two places and two points above the drop zone. The reverse of this fixture came on the opening day of the season, with the Blues coming out victorious with a 1-0 win at Highbury Stadium, thanks to a Lee Brown strike on the 60th minute. So will it be four wins in a row for the Blues, or will Fleetwood put a stop to their run? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. A big thank you there to myself for delivering this week's opposition on Fleetwood Town. That's all you need to know on tomorrow's opponents at Fratton Park. Going to come on to them in a few moments' time, but a bit more important, uh, a bit more importantly, Sam is Joe Morrell back from suspension mm. this weekend for Pompey. Danny Cowley's got a huge yeah. decision to make this weekend. Louis Thompson has been, you know, unplayable in the last few weeks. Uh, coming into his place, he's had some huge boots to fill, and he's filled those phenomenally. Now, does Danny Cowley bring Joe Morrell straight into the team? If so, where? Well, I, having thought about actually what Danny said in his interview just then, maybe he's hinted that he will get a start in. Um, as he said, obviously Ryan Tunnicliffe wasn't meant to get 90 minutes, so that might mean that he has to start from the bench today or or maybe they'll do the other way and give um, Tunnicliffe the start and bring Morrell in later. But, yeah, no, as you say, it, it's it's not... An, an easy choice to chuck him straight back in there they've both been playing really well and, and I think all three of them offer very different things and, and that's sometimes a lot more of a problem because um, what do you want to go for it, it depends on the opposition and so it, it's, it's up, up to them doing their scouting really I think yeah Henry, uh, Fleetwood Town, there without a win in six league matches. Pompey, of course, free on the bounce. We mentioned Joe Morrell. He's back from his suspension, but he served after. But incredibly bizarre sending off at Oxford a few weeks ago. Same question, really, to you, my friend. Does Joe Morrell come straight into the team? Would it be harsh on any player currently within that starting eleven to be dropped? Do you change that winning formula? As you know, I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to to changing winning teams and it might sound harsh and Joe, but you, I mean, the, the team without him have won three on the bounce. And do you, do you change that, that winning chemistry, that winning formula for sake of, of bringing a player in? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Joe is a, he's, he's a linchpin in midfield. He's a, he's a man that makes magic happen, but uh, we, we've had this discussion, haven't we in the past? And I'm, I'm always quite reluctant to, to tinker with, with things that are working. But on the contrary, if he doesn't start, what an option you've got off the bench, 60, 70 minutes, say the game's still nil-nil and you need someone to kind of come on and, and change the face of the game. He's the perfect person to do it. And, we, and we've seen Danny Curry do that before when he's been on international duty. He doesn't start the first game back, say, when he's playing away with Wales. He's gone to places like Azerbaijan and places like that. He's He's been more inclined to give him the rest and then bring him on after 60 minutes or so and then kind of make a 
make an impact in the last half hour. Whether that's the route that he'll go down again, I, I, I don't know. But that would be, for me personally, I've never won to, to change a formula that's worked and, and has got results. Yeah. Uh, Alan Swift's back on the emails. Uh, Hi again, guys. I realised mine was a bold prediction, but I was solely looking at the reasonable uh, form of teams just above us, except from Wickham and Sunderland. Jacket averaged an eighth place finish, except for one fifth. We are currently overall this season suffering the same issues as Kenny Jacket had. No consistent uh, central forward goal scorer. We are creating, but not finishing enough. Lots of misses. So, on to next season. Hope springs eternal. Going for a 2 0 win tomorrow. Cheers from Alan and Salsi. Thank you for your email, Alan. Uh, a text in from Mike T in Southsea. Not crispy bacon, Sarni Southsea. Evening, Jake Wayne, lads. It really will be uh, Sarni sen- sensational uh, to see Pompey knocking up their fourth crispy bacon win on the trot tomorrow. Play out Pompey, Mike T in Southsea. Thank you for your bizarre text as ever this evening. We do love it. We do love it. Um, just a few more uh, things to point out before we do leave you. Of course, Saturday, Tuesday's win at Shrewsbury. That was the first time, albeit Shrewsbury on the run of form they're in, albeit they are flirting with the relegation zone. Pompey scoring twice at New Meadow. That was the first time Shrewsbury conceded more than one goal in a league game since Boxing Day. So I think that goes a long way into telling uh, just how good a job Pompey did actually do on Tuesday night. They are now without uh, eight games without a win. Uh, Three in a row now for Pompey and they've now got three home games coming up on the bounce three in the space of seven days tomorrow against Fleetwood Tuesday night's rearranged game from Boxing Day uh, they take on Oxford United at Fraston Park and then next Saturday Accrington Stanley are the visitors Ellis Harrison has mentioned in this week's opposition he's back at Fraston Park tomorrow he started in every game that he's uh, but Fleetwood have played since his arrival from Pompey in January scoring two goals in eight games so do look out for him he'll be wearing the number Number nine shirt. Okay, Henry Deacon. It's going to have to be a very quick one, my friend. What are you going for? Score prediction, please. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. Oh, right, I'm shutting the mic off. Sam Carter, Henry Deacon. We'll forget about him. Score prediction, please. Three one Pompey. Three one Pompey. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. We, we know who's going to score for Fleetwood. That, that's that's the only thing. It would obviously. be three nil, but it's obviously yeah. It's got three one. Ellis Harrison yeah. all over it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for. I was going to go for a three nil, but now you've got me convinced. Three yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what was I thinking? Okay, you can join us here on Express FM from two o'clock tomorrow. I'll be joined by Robbie James and Pompey Women's Head Coach Jay Sadler right here on Pompey Live. All the unmissable action. This is. Pompey live. It's three wins in three for Pompey. Whistle to his lips. Craig Hicks brings the game to an end. And Portsmouth get their first maximum haul of the year. Next up for the Blues, it's back to Fratton Park to take on Fleetwood Town in League One. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from two. Pompey live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Okay, I, I guess we'd better say goodbye to Henry Deacon. Henry, thank you for joining us on the show tonight. I, I, I do hope your score predictions improve next time, though. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. And uh, thank you also to Sam Carter for joining me in the studio this evening. Sam, have a great weekend. Thank you very much, Jake. Best of luck to Gosport Borough yes. this weekend. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll hear from you again very, very soon. Sam Carter, Henry Deacon, thank you to both of them for joining us on the show tonight. Okay, coming up this evening here on Express FM, Connor Mosley is up after the news at 7 with Express Floor Fillers, where you are invited as a VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party on a Friday night. And then from 11 through to the early hours of Saturday morning, nothing but non-stop Express Floor Fillers here on Express FM. Ian McGuinness is back from 8 through until 11 with Saturday breakfast. He's got musical features, local events, sport, weather and travel updates to start your Saturday off correctly. Lily Park is back between 11 and 2 with your guilty pleasures, a tiny quiz about the week's news and of course, just great songs all afternoon long as your warm-up to Pompey Live, which is back from 2 o'clock tomorrow, live from Fratton Park. Myself, Robbie and Jay Sadler to bring you all of the action as the Blues take on Fleetwood Town. Can they secure a fourth consecutive victory? Join us from 2 o'clock tomorrow to find out. Thank you for listening, Pompey fans. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and take care. Good night.